Peace. What it do, what it do. Yeah. What's good, y'all? It's 30 years. 30 years. 30 years. Have no fear. The God is here. My peace to you, Teacher Maria. Karis Knopflin. Green Lion Entertainment. Peace to you, family. They said my favorite brand Nubian album and top 10 all time. Yeah, we got to get an L roll for this. Oh, yeah. A1 Drizzy. What's good, family? I see you. <sighs> Leah Sawyer says, I'm going to learn today. You're goddamn right, you all. <laughs> we just going to kick it. Philly in the house. Okay. Gary's Garage. What up? Phil Joyce. D42K. Shanda Lewis. We feeling good today. On this Thursday. February 2nd. Today's math is wisdom. Wisdom, all the wise words spoken by that wise black man and woman. Wisdom's as one's ways and actions. I can often tell where a person's knowledge is, where their mind is from what they say and how they move through their wisdom. So wisdom is a manifestation of your knowledge. And when you combine knowledge and wisdom, you get understanding. Wisdom is also symbolic to the black woman. She brings forth that black child. She is the way. Shout out to Heck Nine up in this bitch. What's good, Heck? I appreciate you, my brother. Peace to you, God. Um, shout out to Terrell McMiller. Said LJ was good. You know. All wise and civilized. On this wisdom day. So. 
Um, 30 years. Is that fucking crazy? And this is not, <laughs> this is not my first album. <laughs> this is my sophomore album, 30 years. We already had the 30 year anniversary for All For One. Um, the five, uh, Mike album in the source, um, the one that I did with my, my, my brother and my mentor, Haji Allah, AKA Grand Poobah. Oh, crap it up. I hit the wrong one. Supreme Mash said, peace to the God. When y'all performing? Uh, we're actually performing on Saturday. This Saturday. Yeah, two days. Um, oh, shit. I see the, the thing going out of sync. Hopefully, it'll get back in sync uh, with my audio. So, yeah, we're, we're performing Saturday at the Jamaica Performing Arts Center in Jamaica, Queens. At the Day of Black Excellence. Happy presents Day of Black Excellence. Uh, if you go on my IG, there is a link to that on my page. You go on my bio and you'll see a link for that. Oh, did I say February 2nd? <laughs> yeah, today is February 2nd. Yeah, February 4th is the joint um, that we doing in Queens. So yeah, if you want to come out, February 4th, Saturday, um, Jamaica Performing Arts Center. It's going to be great, man. There's going to be speakers, Riza Islam, uh, Professor Smalls, who was just here, uh, uh, Leonard Jeffries, uh, Kaba Khomeini will be there. Like, it's just going to be the who's who of the conscious uh, community. And um, Brand Nubian is going to help provide the soundtrack on that day. And y'all going to hear some um, some Brand Nubian joints. Um, what kind of dog is that? Oh, the little one? That's a Boston Terrier. That's a Boston Terrier. Anubis, the big one, is a bully pit. But that's a brown Boston. Most Bostons are black and white, but that's a brown and white. They're a little more rare. And that's uh, that's Bruno, Bruno Magli. You know why he's Bruno Magli? Because he's a lady killer. Those are the shoes OJ was wearing. Lord Jamal will live long. Yeah. So listen, we celebrate in 30 years of In God We Trust. Shout out to Sadat X. Shout out to the God Sincere. Shout out to everyone that was um, just running with us at that time, you know. Um, Mark the Spark. Shit, my brother Wise, Reality, um, 
man, who was else was around at that time, man? I'm trying to think. Um, shit. Shout out to my man Dave Kennedy, one of the major main engineers on that product on that project. Um. So let's just talk about it a little bit. I don't know. Well, I'll go through the tracks, maybe. Uh, and just give y'all a little insight on what was going on. So let's set, let's set, let's set the stage, first of all. Okay, so we have the first album with the god Haji, you know, Grand Poobah, you know, who many who definitely was the front man of Brand Nubian at the time. He's the one that got us through the door. He's the reason why we even got a record deal because of the shit that he did with Masters of Ceremonies and all of that. Is that the God Born of Law from Love of Law? He said, Peace Law, happy 30th anniversary to Brand Nubian. It's my open introduction of your great mighty work of hip hop. This album is one of my top 10 lists when it comes to conscious hip-hop all time peace thank you thank you see now <laughs> there need to be different lists they talk about your top five blah 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 blah, blah, blah the top five mcs you know only list i really care about is the conscious list so i'm i'm you know i'm just curious where Brand Nubian will um, will end up falling in the top like conscious artists, you know what I mean, of all time. Um, yeah, and I'd like to know where I fall personally. You know what I mean? Like my five percent album is nothing to sneeze at. Like everything that I put out is some real like conscious shit. You know what I mean? Even my, what I bond into the world, dead prayers and all of that is like, come on, man. Like, don't front on me. But anyway, peace, God. So yeah, the God, the God was like the front man and all of that. And everybody was looking at the God, even though they was like, yo, those two dudes he was, he's with, they nice too. But everybody was really looking at Poobah. So when he decided to do his solo, um, his solo album, um, it was like, I, right, what do we do? You know what I mean? Do we just fall back or do we just keep it moving? You know what I mean? And now me being, um, you know, just having this certain energy and confidence in myself and, you know, some may even call it an arrogance. I felt like, fuck that. We could do this. You know what I mean? And let's fucking do it part of me let's move forward so at first we started like i don't want to say no names because this is my man like you know what i mean he's somebody i'm still cool with to this day but i don't want to like make him feel bad or anything but <laughs> we started working with a, a couple of producers let's just say and when we when we got the bill when I got the invoice for one of the tracks, you know, and this is early. Um, D 
the shit was for like $4,000 or some shit for one track. And I'm just thinking like, you know, back then that was like, that was high. That was high for tracks. You know what I mean? People wasn't, you know, I don't really know the, the going rate, but I just feel like that was high. You had a recording budget, you know, one song is $4,000. How many songs are we going to do? Like, you know what I mean? So I was like, yo. And to be honest, I wasn't so crazy happy with that beat. So I was like, damn, $4,000? Like, shit, I could make a better beat than that. You know what I mean? We could fuck around and get our own equipment. And, yo, we could make better shit. We could, for $4,000, we could buy all a whole shit of equipment and do the whole shit ourselves. You know what I mean? And so... Dottie X was like, yo, fuck it. You know what I mean? Let's do that. Like, even though none of, like, we we produced on the first album just by, like, telling the engineer what to do type of shit. You know what I mean? Um, I, I wasn't really, like, pushing buttons and shit like that. I wasn't actually touching shit. I was just like, yo, loop it from there. Do that. Throw that in there. Do do. And then I would, like, only buttons I would touch is like on the board where you'd like arrange the shit. You'd mute certain things to bring certain instruments in and out, um, dropping the drums and shit like that. Like those was, that's the only buttons I was pushing. I wasn't programming beats. So, but we just with faith and all of that, we was like, fuck it. Let's go to record company. Tell them, yo, we need some bread. Da da da. We're going to get our own equipment. Boom, 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 boom. That's what the fuck we did. Um, shout out to who's this? Supreme Mash. He said, "Lord Jamal for Papa Woo Roll." Yes, but honestly, man, from what I from what I'm hearing, I think they shot the last season already, and I don't know. I don't know what's going on, man. So I don't know if that's gonna happen. But I thank everybody that supported that idea we strive to run it up the flagpole and see if it flies but hey you know what i mean maybe on the next one anyway um oh and oh underdog music thank you underdog music said wisdom power dollars to the god thank you he said salute we was test testing testosterone to punk jump up now why now why at the tunnel the red zone, the warehouse, ATL, y'all recruited mad heads to the cipher. 5% nation. Peace, Allah. Peace, God. Appreciate you. No, it wasn't Alamo. Somebody said, DJ Alamo, try to get you off a of four. No, it wasn't Alamo. Anyway, so we fuck around. We, we get the equipment and shit. Um, it was an MPC 60. It was a uh, a little like eight track board um, with the like the type that you uh, that had the cassette you you record on the cassette type of shit in there, but it was an eight track joint. So we had that, we had the MPC, we got a mic and shit like that. You know what I mean? Um, and just started going to work. Fucking X's pops had mad records in his basement. X lived in a house. You know what I mean? I lived in an apartment. So 
ex had a basement and all of that. So it made sense. He had the records down there. So it made sense to keep the equipment at his crib. You know what I mean? Um, even though I was the DJ and, you know, I was real, like, I was used to messing with equipment and shit like that. So when it came to hooking it all up, that was my job. And you know what I mean? And I'm reading manuals and shit like that. But we left it at, 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 at Dottie's crib, you know? And... Yo, we just immediately, you know, I'm reading manuals and I'm just remember what I seen and did in the studio and I'm, you know, everything is just trial and error, like, you know what I mean? And yo, we we just started making joints. I don't know, I don't remember what the first song we worked on, but I'll tell you, the the first song on the album was very early. It helped set the tone for the album. My man Sincere, piece of the God Sincere, found the sample for Allah Akbar. He found a record that had that Allah Akbar on there. When I heard that. <laughs> I was like, yo, we got to use that shit. I don't know how to fuck, but yo, we going to use that shit. And yo, just started piecing it together. Like, I don't even know how it had. It just, I think that was the foundation though. Like, and then I knew I wanted something bassy and all of that because, you know, Poobah's album was already out. He had 360 was out there blowing shit up. Well, goes up, round, comes back around again. And I really loved the dark bass that was on 360. And I was like, damn, we kind of need, <laughs> we kind of need something I want some dark bass shit too. You know what I mean? Like I want some dark bass shit. And so, yeah, I found, I think I got that bass line from like a George Benson record or some shit like that. And maybe filtered it or some shit like that. But I just heard, I just heard the, like I just heard that driving fucking sound in there. And I was just like, yo, that's ill. And now, okay, we need some hard ass drums. Cause for me, as a producer, and I've always done this from, from the beginning of me producing, I always start with the music. Like some, some producers start with the drums first and then put things around the drums. I usually start with the music first and then customize the drums to the music. You know what I mean? Like to me, when I listen to the music, the music tells me, how the drum should go. You know what I mean? Like, but some people do it the other way around. Wait, is Cole 187 in here right now? Because he's celebrating the 30th anniversary too right now, today. Um, shout out to Above the Law. Um, the Black Mafia Life album is also um, celebrating a 30th anniversary today. Uh, if you in here, uh, Mansa Musa, uh, let me know. 
shit if you want to come on i'll send you the link my brother you know how it is um Jana said, Lord, I was so gaga for you back in the day. <laughs> Why, thank you, Jana. Uh, yeah, I've heard that before. Um, I was that guy. <laughs> That's why they say, Lord Jamal will live long. I'm just saying. So, anyway, um, so we're talking about a lot of walk ball. So I got the, I had the, the Allah walk bar, I got the bass, I got the drums, and now we're just like, you know what I mean? I'm just taking little, sh you know, little other sound, ha! Ha! you know, little shit like that, throwing that in there. She said, you still are. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, where's Sadat? He's probably at work right now. Um, anyway. Wait, was Sadat? No, I think Sadat. Somebody said when Sadat was Derek X. No, this was when Sadat was transitioning into Sadat X. Um, because I remember we did a uh we did a remix for I think it was Concerto and X Minor, and I had produced that. And um that was like, we put something in the hook. It was like, Sadat X, Allah, peace, God. Don't ever call me Derek because it's not my righteous name. Sadat X, Allah, peace, God. Don't ever call me Derek because that's not my righteous name. Like that was a little hook or some shit up in there. Um, yeah. So anyway, so Allah Akbar, man, once that musically all came together, motherfuckers just put the lyrics to it um you know and it was just a rap from there we knew we i knew that that one right there was something kind of crazy like you know what i mean i had a a similar feeling with that that i had like with one for all and all of that like there's certain joints that when you record them you know like when you have a joint certain joints you just know like like I, if they not fucking with everything, they're going to fuck with at least this, 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 and that. Definitely. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's how it was on the first album. I didn't know everybody was going to love the whole album. I didn't know it was going to be a five mic album. I thought certain albums people was going to, I mean, certain records people was going to definitely like, but it was like people ended up loving the whole shit. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, and, and and side note, um, the awful one album got five mics in the source, but in God We Trust, if I'm not mistaken, got like four and a half. Okay, so you know, yes, we fell short of five mics, but goddamn it, four and a half is is nothing to sneeze at. Okay, we were just shy of five mics for our second album, and that was something that we had done on our own. And I just want to say I'm proud of that as well. But anyway, um, so let's move on. Allah Wakbar. Uh, boom. Next song, Ain't No Mystery. How did this come about? Um, maybe we had this the sample first. 
You know what I mean? Loop that up, liked how it felt and all of that. And then, you know, you're always looking for like creative shit. You know what I mean? Um, to add in the songs. Like, you know, back then, like people that made dope albums would like, you know, there'd be skits, there'd be like just shit that sets the mood for the for the song. So you'd be like looking for shit or you might hear something in a movie and be like, yo, I got to use that type of shit. You know what I mean? Um, Rashid Edwards, he said, peace, Lord. Couldn't have imagined these past few rough years without kicking back, relaxing and watching the God cast. Why, thank you, my brother. And uh, yes, thank you, teacher Maria. She let me know that that symbol means pounds. Definitely. That's the pound symbol. So I thank you, my brother Rashid. I'm, I'm glad I could be of service. So yeah, who is that? That's a supreme black man. That's who. Okay, yeah, I think I got that from Car Wash. I think that was in Car Wash. They was talking about Richard Pryor or some shit like that. Richard Pryor pulled up or some shit. And in Car Wash. And so when I heard that, I was like, oh, we got to use that shit. You know what I mean? Like. There was mad shit that was out there that, like, I was like, ain't nobody used this, really, for the, the gods could be using this. Like, you know what I mean? So I took that, sampled that shit, incorporated that into the fucking, to the joint, and it was just like, you know what I mean? We we we, we trying to, uh, we trying to teach that the black man is God and, and, and that there is no mystery God and all of that. So, you know, it ain't no mystery like just sounded like a good hook like just a good um a good topic you know um and like for me that's where i thrive like i'm not i'm not really the type of rapper that just raps about nothing like i'm not good at just rapping about bullshit like if you give me a topic to write about you know what i mean to be specific to really focus on that's when i can really shine like i'm not so great about talking about how great of a rapper i am like the, you know what i mean like i like to be building on something you know what i mean so yeah ain't no mystery all right we talking about no mystery god boom there we go you know what i mean i could do that um tell me you said lord jamal rocking the beads and faded haircut and feel so good I was hooked. Huh. Yeah, that was like the fade and shit. That was the, the, the beginning of the dreads and shit and, and the end of getting fades. And I used to have Caesars and waves and all that type of shit. That was the end of that type of shit. I was taking my jewelry off. We was taking the gold chains off and putting the, um, putting the, whatchamacallit, putting the wood shit on and all that. You know what I mean? Like that was the, that was the move at that time. So yeah, ain't no mystery. Now, I'm also not one. There's probably people out here who's like way better at like knowing what sample is from where. I don't be remembering a lot of times where some of these samples are from. Um, so if you know where that ain't no mystery sample comes from, be feel free to share it with the class. But I don't, I don't remember. I just know when I hear some shit, if I like it, 
I'm sampling it. You know what I mean? Period. I don't give a fuck who made it. Um, 93 was a great year. That's right. Because I also, this, this came, this album came on the heels of me just having my son. You know what I mean? So I just became a father at this time too. So, ah, Wilson Pickett. See, I knew somebody was going to know, and I believe that's right. Um, thank you. It was Wilson Pickett. Okay. Um, so ain't no mystery. Moved us into meaning of the 5%. So now I always... I always, uh, you know, loved interludes and shit like that. You know, um, that's not really something that we necessarily had on the first album and all of that, you know, and in my mind, you know, in my mind, and, and I love the first album, but in my mind, I thought it could have been more harder and serious. In reflection, it's perfect how we did it. You know what I mean? Like the 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 fun aspect, the knowledge aspect, like, you know, but in my mind at that time, I just wanted to be more serious and more hard. Like, you know what I mean? That was just me. So that's why the tone of In God We Trust changed because, you know, it's like, all right, well, I'm I'm at the I'm at the the head of the shit now. So we're gonna we're gonna go in the direction that I see. You know what I mean? So Boom. Trouble man sample. You know, I remember that. That's the trouble man sample, right? Boom, boom, boom. You know what I mean? And then we have this the the far uh, um the Farrakhan speech. And I happened to, I think that was the speech when he was at Madison Square Garden, if I'm not mistaken. And I was at that, I was at that, that, uh, that event, uh, when I was young, I went, I remember just going there by myself and all of that. Um, I couldn't get nobody to go with me from now rule or whatever. And I just went down there by myself from Nourishell and shit. Forget how old I was at the time. So I had the cassette tape from for years and, you know, they had spoke about the 5%. The God had spoke about the 5% and I was like, boom, this is another joint. I need to use this. You know what I mean? Like, so, um, I was like, yeah, man, let me just use, you know, because I, let me give you some more history. I started as a DJ, right? So even when I first started DJing back in the days, I used to make I used to make some tapes where I would play like Malcolm X speeches with fucking beats under the motherfuckers. This was like in the 80s I was doing that. So, and there's people probably, if my man Eprock is in the fucking um, shit right now, if he's in the chat right now, 
he'll fucking co-sign that I used to be doing that shit. But anyway, so so this is kind of doing a similar similar thing. So I was like, you know what? I should just play that shit and just let it play. And then that's just the record. That's just be like an intermission joint. <coughs> so that's what the fuck I did. Um, yeah, made that Trouble Man beat. And yep, 85, I believe it was. Minister, minister speaking at MSG. Yes, sir. Um, so yeah, I was there for that. Had the, had the cassette from that day. Um, and so that's how that song was made. Um, moving on, past the gap. Again, we in X's basement. His pops got mad records and shit. You know what I mean? Mad records. Rest in peace, Mr. Murphy. Um, but Mr. Murphy had mad records, like a fucking wall of records, you know? And he had them shits up in there, you know? So we had a place to dig just right there, just right in the crib. So we just digging and we finding shit. Like everything that we found, everything that's probably on In God We Trust is some shit that we found. Either I had it, either I had some, because I, you know, I had some records too, but either I had it or it came from Mr. Murphy's record collection. And majority of that album came from Mr. Murphy's record collection. So shout out, uh, Mr. Murphy, rest in peace. Um, Thank you for your contribution. Um, so yeah, that's another one. Don't ask me again, sample nerds. Tell me where I got that from <laughs> the sample for past the gat. Where did we get that from? Um, the baseline. I remember that was played. I think, I think, uh, Dave Kennedy might've played the baseline for that. Um, and again, you know, the drums I used for those, for that joint right there were kind of some popular, they were popular hardcore drums at the time. I wasn't the first one to use them. Um, but yeah, they just sounded good with that joint. And <clears throat> give me the gat sucker smoke this motherfucker. Where'd I get that from? Like Minister Society or some shit like that? Um, I think so. I forget. I think it was from Menace to Society. Um, somebody said Eddie Harris, superfluous, I think. Maybe. Somebody said the sample snitches. <laughs> That's funny. Um, DJ Premier loves sample nerds. Yeah, I was never a sample nerd. I just I just like what I hear. You know, if I hear some shit, I don't know where it's from. I don't know, you know what I mean? Thank you, Teacher Maria. I don't know where it's from. Anyway, um and then past the gap. You know, I was just trying to say like 
And see, it wasn't past the gat so I could shoot my brother. No, no, no. Pass me the gat. I'm going to fight back. I ain't rolling over on my motherfucking back. Pass the gat is a Second Amendment record. And I wasn't even really thinking about necessarily the Second Amendment at the time. But that's what it is. Like, you know what I mean? That's a record that says we as black people are not going to be run over anymore by the police, the powers that be, nobody. Pass me the gat. I'm going to defend myself. I'm going to fight back. I'm not rolling over on my back. I'm not going to let y'all spray me with hoses and all this type of shit. No. No, now Cypher, we're going to fight back. And so that was a, that was almost like a call to arms, almost like, come on, black people. I know y'all got gats and shit, but let's use them, you know, for other um, purposes. And so that was the intention on that song. It wasn't tried to try to promote like how people talk about guns nowadays where <clears throat> they're trying to shoot their brother with the gun. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. So it was all about defending the community through arms, basically. That's what passed the gat, the intention behind that song. That's where that came from. Um, moving on. Ah, now I really loved this song at the time. I, I was happy to do this in many ways. Black Star Line. First of all, let me just say, I'm not going to play any of these songs because I don't want, uh, the powers that be to try to, you know, take over the monetization of this show, of this particular episode and all that. Fuck y'all. You're not getting that. Um, yeah, we're not doing that. <laughs> so. Uh, but Black Star Line. That. Featured. That was like a reggae. I, de I definitely knew I wanted to do some reggae shit that sounded you know, kind of authentic, like, you know, but like a, a, a hip hop reggae type of mix. Um, which I'm not sure how popular that was at that time. I mean, it was done before, but I don't know if it was done like that. So I got with my man, Red Fox, um, who I was a big fan of. I seen Red Fox perform one time at Union Square. And uh, man, he fucking murdered it, him and Screechy. And um, so I don't know how I ended up hooking up with Red Fox, but somehow I hooked up with Red Fox and, you know, now he run with Sting International and all these, you know, real yard dudes, you know, they start coming to my, this is when I live in Brooklyn and shit, you know, on, on 560 State Street. So they start coming to the crib and all this type of shit. And we start getting some ideas, you know, just fucking around, chilling. And, and, and we getting ideas together. And so finally I bring them into the studio and they bring in, damn, I forget who. 
man, his name got to be on the credits. But they bring in like this real reggae dude who makes bass lines, like famous bass lines. And I'm telling you, yo, we probably we might have been the first ones to get that. It got used after that. But I'm telling you, I think my man created that shit on the spot at that time. Um, <clears throat> and so, yeah, I remember being in Chung King with, with, you know, with all these amazing people with this, you know, with this dude, my man Dave Kennedy was there fucking, you know, I remember programming the, uh, the drums for that with the, you know, just chopping up impeach the president or some shit like that and programming those drums, uh, to this shit that we put together. Like, you know what I mean? This shit was from scratch. Like, um, I might've had a little scar sample. Yeah. Maybe I had a little, maybe that's where it started at some sort of scar sample that I had originally. Cause now that I remember there was some other shit under there and yeah, we just built around this, that shit and yo, black star line. Come on. Now I'm trying to educate people. I know I'm knowing that a lot of people don't know about Marcus Garvey and the black star line and all that type of shit. So again, I'm trying to make a song. I'm trying to make knowledge born to where, you know what I mean? put people on to some shit that they might not know about. And for the ones that do know about the black star line then oh shit, they're going to get excited because who the hell has made a song about the black star line before? You know what I mean? Like nobody. So when you hear that shit, you like, Oh shit. Yeah. Okay. Farmer line uh, up on a black star line. Uh, gone to Africa one more time, man. He murdered that shit boy. Woo. I wish we could have performed that shit song. I don't think we ever performed that shit nowhere. Man. Um, so, yeah, that was a song I loved. Shout out to everybody involved on that song. Um, that shit was rocking. All right. Uh, if you're just joining us, we're just right now, we're just shooting the shit. We're talking about um, Brand New being. In God We Trust, third, today is the 30th anniversary, February 2nd, 1993. Um, the album dropped. Lord Jamal, Sadat X, DJ Sincere. And, you know, it was a sink or swim type of situation. I think a lot of people might have been skeptical He's like, oh, shit, Poopa ain't there no more. Like, what these niggas gonna do? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? <clears throat> so we had a lot of, we had a lot of shit that we had to prove at that time, you know? Um, yeah, it was, it was definitely sink or swim, you know? People of a lesser constitution would have just, um, <laughs> yeah, been you know just sunk into the corner. I, mean, I don't know if I can do this, man. Fuck that. Let's go. All right. Next song. A law and justice. 
So Law and Justice, yeah, it was on Elektra, uh, but now it, it's coming through uh, Tommy Boy. Tommy Boy now has the rights to the brand Nubian catalog. So if you uh, click the link, first of all, if you want to buy the album right now, there's a link in the description. Uh, it's been re-released and all that type of shit. And yes, we will get uh, bread off of it and all of that. So <clears throat> have no fear. But um, what was I going to say? So sample snitches, where you at? <laughs> sample nerds. A lot. What's the what's the sample that we found for Law and Justice? So, the Enlightener. Um, you know, part of what drew me into the Five Percent Nation was I used to listen to the Supreme Team on WHBI, and they used to sing the Enlightener, peace to Allah and justice, all of that. Um, the knowledge is the foundation. So. But I didn't know what they was talking about. I just thought it was fly, like it sounded fly. So when I got knowledge, they're talking about knowledge. I'm like, wait a minute, this is the same shit the Supreme team was talking about. And that's when I realized that I was being taught um, unbeknownst to me. And I was like, damn, that's genius. Like, I want to do that later on in life, you know? So <clears throat> anyway, as a homage to the Supreme team, um, they had did it off to make this a night to remember beat the Shalimar joint back then. Um, but we had this beat that we looped up this bass heavy beat. Um, sample nerds. Don't be, don't be, don't be shy now and shit. <laughs> oh, hang on. I don't want to be a sample. Fuck that. You're already a sample snitch. Keep snitching. It's okay. Um, we already paid for these samples. Hey, what's up, Latoya? I see you. Peace. So anyway, um, <clears throat> somebody's look at Granny Run Run. I think you're right. See? Thank you, Charles. So anyway, I looped that joint up, and I don't know why. I'm just, you know, listening to the bass notes and shit, and then I'm like, hey. And I'm just like, yo, I'm like, yo, that shit, that shit kind of go, that shit go dope with that right there. I was like, we should fucking do the fucking, yo, we should do the Enlightener to this beat right here. And, and this be almost like another little interlude type of shit. You know what I mean? Like. We just trying to get creative. Like, you know what I mean? Like niggas had never sung or nothing like that on records before. That's the first time ever really trying to sing on a record. You know what I mean? And people say that, you know, we lost a lot of melody when we lost Poobah. You know, Poobah definitely was known for um, having that melody, providing melody within our music singing little little shit little ditties and little you know what i mean and i do agree we did lose melody you know upon reflection because uh, we wasn't doing a lot of that um <clears throat> but most of our melody lied in that song right there um although we'll get to some others all right so 
a law and justice. And, and so, yeah, I sang on there. X sang on there. Sincere is the third verse. I mean, yep. And then we all, we all came together and sang at the end. Um, so that's how that one went down. Um, now this is a sleeper right here that a lot of people, um, that a lot of people love and that we really loved doing. Shit, peace to Diamond D. He texted me right now. Um, he said, let's do a 30th anniversary tour. Um, so yeah, this next joint sleeper, but yo, a lot of people fucking love this song. And that would be the travel jam. Man. The Travel Jam. Um, once again, where's my sample snitches at? <clears throat> um, I don't know where I got that sample from. All I know is, um, pardon me, loop that shit up like the way it fucking felt and so now again i like topics i need a topic what do we so what do we talk about okay well between the first album and this second album we had done so many shows that it was ridiculous at that time right and this is our first time as young men really traveling like that you know what I mean? Like when you a hood dude, you just stay around the hood. Like before that, the farthest I ever, uh, the only time I had been on the plane when I was like 10 years old with my grandmother and she took me to Bermuda. Um, after that, you know, maybe me and my man, Ja Will and some other people, we rode down to North Carolina or some shit like that. But that was about it. Like, you know what I mean? For me, um, I was mostly just, you know, if I was traveling, it's just around the five boroughs and shit like that, or the tri-state area. Um, I wasn't on planes and all that type of shit. So now we've done a lot of traveling and doing shows. And so it was like, yo, let's make a song about that. Let's make a song about about traveling, like like the shit that we go through. And, and, and you know what I mean? Getting up in the morning and, and having a, you know what I mean? And it hopping to go to the airport and catch the flight and make sure that there's no swine, you know, cause sometimes they'll give you some meals and this meal might have swine. So we used to order kosher meals and shit. Um, <clears throat> and so we just put all of that, you know, and then talk about the show experience. Once you, you know, once you get there, maybe you're a little tired, you know, but you've got to do the sound checks. And now we go fucking from the sound check back to the hotel and, you know, we relaxing, smoke some weed. Now we get on the stage, we murder it, da 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 da, da you know? Um, and we wanted to do a little, you know, some of that back and forth type of shit. And that's what Travel Jam was. 
And like, I remember going overseas. And when we did that fucking travel jam. <sighs> see, overseas, they be, you know, they be wanting more. Like, you know, they don't. These little motherfuckers wasn't accepting just a, a basic show. Like, they want some of the obscure joints. I remember doing, ah, where the fuck was we? Like, Germany or some fucking where? I remember when that fucking travel jam dropped. Yo, the whole fucking place just shook. Like, like, the whole place just shook. Like, just everybody just jumping up and down like it was retarded like i don't know if we ever even performed travel jam in 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 the states before maybe but usually in the states it's just the you know the ones that everybody usually know but that travel jam shit thank you ephraim young said lord what you think of hassan campbell message um what message did hassan campbell have I'm not sure what message you're talking about, sir, but thank you for your donation. Maybe you'll clear that up in a little bit. <clears throat> so yeah, anyway, man, Travel Jam, that's where that came from. The horns in Travel Jam probably came from a totally different record. That's the type of shit we was doing back then. We was just like, okay, we got this. Now we need to like find some horns or something. And we just searched through records and just scratch shit in until it, something like, landed that sounded good you know what i mean so i'm pretty sure that's not in that record and that's just from somewhere else and you bet you you're a super super sample nerd if you know where those horns are from i'll tell you that all right um <laughs> that was weird <laughs> yeah that was weird i don't know what you're talking about okay Ah, next one. Here's another one that was big uh, overseas, along with the travel jam, was Brand Nubian Rocks the Set. Um, <laughs> Sample Nerds, again, I need you. Um, Yeah, I need you, Sample Nerds. I don't know where I got that from. Uh, Travel Jam was so powerful, such a slept-on joint. I'm so glad that your brothers are recognizing it. I know I was loving it and still do to this day. Thank you. Uh, you know, <clears throat> maybe, just maybe we should be performing that sometimes. I don't know. What do y'all think? Is that a song that you would like to hear at a brand new being show? Uh, let's just say my man Sadat is there, you know, um, and we're doing one of those super shows is travel jam something we need to be doing uh but anyway moving on brand new being rocks the set i don't know where we got that again you know we kind of want to talk about performing you know like doing shows because that's a strong point for us that's a strong point for brand new being we we've always had strong shows you know whether it's um all of us together, brand Nubian. If it's me and X, if it's me and Poobah, like our shit just be strong, like in, in all those different configurations. You know what I mean? Like right now, me and Poobah is doing a lot of shows because X is not around like that. And 
yo, we still be murdering it. Just me and, and Pooba. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, so Brand Newbie and Rock the Set is kind of a song just, just addressing um, how Brand Newbie and Rock's the set. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, all right. Moving on. Um, so I know that this sample is from Bobby Humphreys. And this song is, you gotta love me, leave me alone. You gotta love me, leave me alone. Um, love me, leave me alone. Back then, and this is also part of why you could kind of tell that hip hop really is the masculine side of black music. Because back then you'd always fucking be like, yo, we need to make a song for the girls. We need a song for the girls. A lot of this shit is too hard. You know what I mean? Because the hard shit is, and I'm not saying pause, fuck all that bullshit. The hard shit is the type of shit that niggas want to hear. You know what I mean? But the girls, you need something for them too. And so we was when we heard the bot when when I came with the Bobby Humphreys, when you know, I think X came with that record, but of course I gotta loop it up and all of that and put the shit together. Then we found drums to go with the shit and all of that type of shit. Um so again, keep in mind, I'm I'm producing this whole shit. The only shit I didn't produce is Punk's Jump Up. When we'll get to that, um, although I did arrangements on that. But anyway, <clears throat> uh, so yeah, Love Me and Leave Me Alone. Just the whole sound of it. It sounded real pretty, and you know, but it was it was hard too. Like, and I was like, yeah, this is you know what I mean. This definitely got to be the one. I'm live right now. What? All right, hang on a second. Hang on, y'all, man. I got to do a UPS signature at the door. Give me a second. Here, let's play some interlude music. All right, intermission. Shit. That's some bullshit. Um <laughs> what did it say? YouTube, what? I don't know. Okay, where are we? Where are we in this journey? Let me leave me alone. So yeah, we made a joint. Um but I was like, yo, we need to we need to talk to these. We need to talk to these wisdoms right now. You know what I mean? We need to have a discussion with these wisdoms right now. 
Um, yeah, we got to let them know that we the God. You know what I mean? You got to, you know what I mean? You got to get with me. Um, and I don't know where the melody, you know, it just kind of, you know, listening to the beat. Just, you got to love me, leave me alone. I love you. Leave me alone. You know what I mean? Um, that was a display of melody. Um, <clears throat> maybe not as much as, as Poobah would do, but, you know, that was me trying to put some little melody uh, into the shit a little something. Thank you, D41. D41. I appreciate you. Boston in the house. Um. So, yeah, we was like, you know, let's talk to the wisdoms, but let's not do it in a traditional, you know, way like like Keith Sweat begging the wisdoms. You know what I mean? Like, we're not going to be doing all that. Like, you know, we was on some, uh, you know, at the time, me and Sadat definitely was on some player type of shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... We had we had wisdoms at that time, you know what I mean? Let's just say. Um yeah, yeah. So um let's convey let's convey a message, you know what I mean? And the message is you gotta love me or leave me alone. You know what I mean? Get with me or don't fuck with me, you know what I mean? We not good. Not here. I don't eat swine. You know what I mean? Lips that touch swine will never touch mine. You know what I mean? So what are we doing here? You know what I mean? What are we doing here? You love me or you leave me alone? Fuck with me? If you fuck with me, you can't fuck with the swine. You know what I mean? So what are we doing here? Let's talk to talk to me. That's that was the basic attitude behind um behind that joint hang on monotalk waller said lord jamal in a lolly akbar video one of the dudes in the room writing something at the desk was one of my teachers from is 44 1987 19. his name is mr nigella okay um yeah my man writing at the desk he was like an actor or some shit you know he was he was hired by the director of that video to play that part that he was playing. You know what I mean? Um, just like the old man in the video, those are people that were cast. Um, so I didn't really know who that was. Um, so you just gave me a little tidbit of information. Thank you. Um, fast forward, after doing that song, after recording it, that was another one that we that I kind of know. I saw, oh, oh, we got one right here. This feels good. This feels like almost, you know, in that slowdown type of region. You know what I mean? Um, I like it. This feels like this might be a single later on. You know what I mean? And sure enough, it turned out to be a single. We did a video to it and all of that uh, with a lot of pretty ladies and all of that. And um, <clears throat> yeah. Let me leave me alone. Now that's that's something that we perform to this day. Classic. People love it when they hear it. Um, and you know, it's definitely aged well. You know, that 
Not a lot of not everybody's songs can age well. You know what I mean? But that particular song definitely has aged well. Uh and I'm proud of it. So now, so I guess we're now in the wisdom section of of the record. Okay. Now that I'm thinking real quick, when I thought about doing this record, now that I think back, I remember that to me there was like a theme because remember there used to be, it wasn't CDs at first. It was actual LPs. So you'd have the A side and the B side of the album. So in my mind, the A side was like the darker side. And the B side was the lighter side. So, and I mean that in, in content, in music coloration, you know what I mean? So, so the coloration of the music on the first side. So when you start from, um, Lawak bar up into, uh, where's, uh, Hang on, I skipped the gods must be crazy. Ooh, I'm bugging. I skipped the gods must be crazy from the, from the first side. That's where you'd end it. You'd go from Allah Akbar to the gods must be crazy. And then the B side would be travel jam up into punks. <clears throat> so now if you visualize in your mind, the 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 mood of the records you i think you can kind of see what i'm talking about and where i was going with that um so hang on let me back up before we get to steal your hoe let's talk about the gods must be crazy <laughs> the got boom 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 boom, boom. okay <clears throat> And all the little paranoid, paranoid. Um, yeah. That was just, again, a, a ill fucking sample. I think we made that. I think I remember making that one in the studio, though, actually. Um, no, maybe it started in the basement. But I remember do, working a lot of the, on that particular one in Chung King. I remember recording a bunch of shit off the television um, to try to get like vocal samples, like all that paranoid and all those little <laughs> whatever I put in those interludes, like you, you're acting crazy or whatever the fuck it says on the interludes. I know I got that shit from just some shit that was on the TV that I like sampled some shit off the tv um and i forget how we did i think we just put a mic up to the tv it wasn't even like back then uh tvs had jacks where you could like do the audio i don't think it was anything like that i think we just put the mic to the speaker of the fucking tv and that's how um we got some of those samples sample nerd please tell me what this this baseline is i'm not sure um so yeah baseline drums the gods must be crazy 
you know, I had heard of that mu of that movie. There was a movie, The Gods Must Be Crazy. And I just always thought that that was an ill title. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. The Gods, Gods Must Be Crazy. So then when it was time, you know, to make a record, The Gods Must Be Crazy. Like, let's make a joint called The Gods Must Be Crazy. You know what I mean? Uh, thank you. Kamisi Fox, he said, if you act in tone deaf, it's your own mental deaf. Uh-huh. You gotta love me, leave me alone. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, this is another one that was big overseas, man, was um, The Gods Must Be Crazy. That fucking song right there was... It was a smash, just like the Travel Jam, fucking all of them joints. Travel Jam, what I say? Uh, what was the other joint? Um, Brand new being rocked the set. Those are really big overseas joints. Do we have? Do I have my overseas people in the house right now? Where's my fucking London people and shit like that? Um, to verify that shit. Yeah, that break beat was fire that we put under there, right? With the fucking doom, 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 doom. Yeah, and then again, put in some fucking flutes. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm just doing arrangements and, you know, this is what we did at that time. Um, That's right. Shout out to the Cube. Um, so yeah, I didn't want to skip over that song. All right. So, so, so now that I think about it, Travel Jam and Brand New being Rock the Set kind of go together in a way because, you know, Travel Jam, we're like traveling to the jam. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where we're traveling to the jam and that's a, a jam about traveling. But yes, yeah, talk about us traveling to the show now brand new being rocked the set that's almost like i right, we're here at the show now you see what i'm saying we're here at the show um and then after the show ladies you gotta love me leave me alone oh shit there, there seems to be a story going here <laughs> uh and then combined with love me leave me alone see now this is where i say this was almost like the female section because the next song was steal your hoe. Steal your hoe. I'm guaranteed I steal your hoe when I'm on the microphone doing my show. Now that was a, a, a sample from this, who is that, Donald D and, um, I forget the record, Donald D and, and somebody. Um, and that was like in the beginning of the, of the fucking song or some shit like that, like a part of the intro. And I just, I had that record and I just liked how that sound. But the again, the the initial, um, the whatchamacallit that we found, the whatever sample that fucking is, that's just some shit we found in Mr. Murphy's collection. And it was just like, when I heard that sample right there, I was just like, yo, this is fucking crazy. And then I kind of already knew, because I like those, the, the drums I used to that, 
again, I'm not the first one to use it. Somebody else had used those drums, but I liked when they used them. And I was like, man, I want to use those drums for something. And I was like, those drums will sound great with that fucking shit right there. Just that little snap, those snappy fucking and I was like, man, let's go with that shit like that right there. And I feel like Still Your Ho is a, is a sleeper too, but that does great at shows too. Still Your Ho, just oh, the bass on that motherfucker is just, oh, love it. Love it. Um, Moving on. And, and 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 if we you know steady hoe steal your hoe is is self-explanatory like i told you me and my man you know x at the time was on some real player shit you know we had a lot of broads we was we was doing the damn thing we was moving around um so it was very likely that we could have stole somebody's hoe if they was not careful, you know? Um, that's the type of shit that was going down. He said, still my hoe is one, still your hoe is one of my favorite joints. Thank you. That, oh, five stair steps. Yep, that's who did that. That's who made that one. One for the treble, two for the bass. Um... See, now, upon reflection, I would have said, guaranteed to steal you, ho, like have the people go, ho. I like to do that at the shows, like at the show, have them say, ho, when I'm on the microphone doing your show, guaranteed to steal you, and then, ho, when I'm on the microphone doing your show. Um, somebody said, who's the most impressive producer you've seen work? Um, most impressive, maybe my man Delight, probably my man Delight, only because he can just fucking play shit from scratch and fucking make that shit sound like a fucking sample or some shit. Um, yeah, he's definitely one of the most impressive. So anyway, so now keep in mind, this is all we're learning as we go. Like, I'm still learning how to fucking work the fucking MPC as I'm making a fucking whole album. Do you understand me? <laughs> it's my first time doing this. This is my first time doing this, y'all. Come on. Come on. But see, I had to. I had a clear vision of what I wanted to do, and and now it's just about putting that into reality. I right, so now we move from still uh, from still your hoe to steady bootlegging. Some get over the hump, bootlegging. See now, when we heard that, it, when we. When, when we found that record, it was like, oh, shit. They said bootlegging. Now, if anybody knows, to put it in context of the time, 
when our first album came out, all for one, bootlegging was at an all-time high. Bootlegging, for those of y'all that don't know, means when basically they make pirate copies of your album. They make illegal copies that sell on the street for a fraction of the price, and the artist gets zero uh, of the money. So, um, you know, in my mind, and I still believe that the, the, the record companies could have been in on that shit. So where they're getting front door sales and what's called back door sales, you know, so, and it's a way to help sabotage certain groups, I believe, you know? Um, so we were one of the most heaviest bootleg groups at the time. Like, it's one of the reasons why we didn't go gold. We almost went gold, but thanks to bootlegging, we didn't go gold. So anyway, and that's surprising to a lot of people. What? Y'all brand new beer never went gold? I thought y'all went black. Nope. If you see any gold records and all that on my wall and shit like that, it's from other stuff that I've worked on and stuff like that. Those are not from brand new beer. But anyway, um... So steady bootlegging, heard the sample, and I and that basically determined what the song was gonna be about. Oh shit, we need to we need to talk about bootlegging and shit. Um that's that's the lick right there. You know what I mean? Let's talk about this bootlegging shit that's out of hand or whatever the case may be and how it's affected us and how we think maybe the record company got something to do with it and all of that type of shit. That's how that came about. Um, moving on, black and blue. Black and blue, black and blue, black and blue. You know, it's real funny. Um, you know, this whole case with this Tyree Nichols, you know, they talk about these black police officers, you know, well, that was 30 years ago when we made Black and Blue about black police officers, you know, not really giving a f fuck about their blackness, being more, having more allegiance to the blue than they do to the black. Um, so I implore you to go back and listen to Black and Blue. Sample snitches, where did I get that one from? I don't know. But all I know is the sample was ill. You know, when I heard it, I was like, ooh, that's ill. Like, like oh, boom. yo, that shit was hard. Um, so yeah, I was like, yo, let's, you know, let's something about the police. We need to talk about the police. You know what I mean? That's how black and blue came about. Um, and it's just so funny how it applies to this day. Um, that's right. Where's devil's a black one. Um, yeah. Does anybody know where that sample is from? Class. Anybody? Anybody? All right, I'm sure somebody will come with it. Um, hang on. Dr. Ray Ray's 0512 says, 
bootlegs was a big family i'm back in early 90s for five or or two for ten in new york city at the tim at the time yeah what he said <laughs> yeah now nah, it was big at the time yeah you can get shit for five dollars two for ten like he said you know what i mean and the quality was you know i mean it was some of it was bad but some of it was all right like some of it wasn't that bad you know um so yeah that was um what the fuck was yeah they was doing he said i mean big time yeah thank you my brother so yeah that's what the fuck was going on black and blue that might should be the soundtrack for this fucking tyree Nichols shit huh play that shit in the background see how it applies interesting and finally people probably the most famous song from off of the in god we trust album which ironically i didn't produce the only one i didn't produce but i had a lot to do with the arrangement of all three versions punks jump up to get beat down because i give strong blows to the heads of my foes dread flows gives me power as it grows watch out ross clotter you catch the speed knot he not and hell will be your home lord jamal sadat as we swell you down punk jump up um so that shit had many iterations um there was the original album version which was like when i first heard that beat i was like oh man that shit is so hard fucking the drums the and then with the you know what i mean i was like yo diamond you're a sick man like he's like yo this shit is fucking crazy so we fucking recorded that shit like he was the only one you know and that and i think we did it at the end too it was towards the end of the album like we was just about done i almost swore off fucking with other producers you know but but that shit right there was like, nah, we got to have this one. Just don't fucking hijack me. You know what I mean? So, boom. We got that. Then, it's getting close to video time. Because, like, we decided that was going to be a single and all that. And so, we're at, we're at the video for um, one of Diamond's songs. I forget, best kept secret maybe? Yeah, I think it was the video for best kept secret. So, you know, during a little intermission, he's like, yo, I did a little remix for that, for that joint, you know? Check this out. He plays the boom, boom, mm -mm. I'm like, yo. See, but I think he had it fallen 
you know, in a weird way. And I was like, yo, if it falls right here and this, that's how we need it to go. You know what I mean? Um, I was like, yo, that shit is crazy. I was like, yo, that's crazy enough. We might should switch the video to this version. <laughs> like, I don't give a fuck if that other one is on the album. Like this, you know what I mean? This the video version right here. And so we fucked around. Are you going to, this dude said claiming I'm a criminal. That's my shit too, but that's a whole nother animal. That's a whole nother album. Um, so I was like, yo, we need to switch this and use this one for the video. Fuck that. And he was like, word. Was like, yep. So we did that. And then, but then before we even got a chance to, I think, do that and put out the single single, this motherfucker comes with a third version. That still was crazy. And that's a more obscure version of punk jump up but that's the version where diamond actually rhymes on that one and that's the one where me and sadat change our lyrics up switch our lyrics um because on the on the on the original version of punks and on the video version it's the same we me and x say the same lyrics on both of those but on that third remix Everything is different now. Now we fucking, you know what I mean? We switched the hook kind of step up, step up and catch a bad one. All this type of shit and fucking X switched, rewrote, wrote the next verse. I wrote the next verse and then we put Diamond on the shit. Ended up being a classic. Um, yeah. And that ended up rounding off the whole album of In God We Trust. And uh, the rest is history. Like I said, we got like four and a half mics. Go ahead and, and, and verify that. You can look that up. I'm pretty sure it's, it was four and a half um, for that second offering. And... Um, you know, people basically saw that we were able to hold our own and um, and we showed people that we, you know, we deserve to be here, basically. You know, that, that it wasn't a fluke, that we know what we're doing too. We, you know, we hip-hop artists, we all great hip-hop artists in our own right and let the record reflect. You know what I mean? That's all. So, uh, yeah, I thought it would just be uh, something different since uh, today's the 30th anniversary instead of just coming on talking about uh, current events and all that type of shit. Even though we need to talk that, uh, I'll be back. What's today? Thursday? I don't know. Maybe I'll come back tomorrow uh, and we'll talk, you know, just regular shit. But today, this was the topic. I appreciate y'all for coming through. Um, if you haven't, make sure you like this particular broadcast. If you haven't subscribed to the channel, make sure you do so at this time.
click that notification bell and click all. Um, for everybody that's supported uh, Brand Nubian for more than 30 years, um, I appreciate y'all, you know, all of y'all that have been fucking with us from day one. But shit, if you just discovered us yesterday, I still appreciate and love you. And um, thank you, you know. There would be no us if it wasn't for y'all. And uh, yeah, shout out to everybody that uh, somebody said the rest is God's story. I like that. Um, yeah, shout out to everybody that uh, dropped something in the super chat. Uh, if you want to drop something on the on the uh, cash app, feel free. Uh, there's a link in the description to cop the album on Amazon. I'm an Amazon associate, so if you do that, I will get a direct, uh, a direct little cut out of that. On top of you know the royalty I receive. Um, but yeah, man, I appreciate y'all uh, sticking around and listening to me talking about. Um, I mean, they say it's my sophomore album, but honestly, it's more like a freshman album. That was more like a freshman album for me and Sadat because we really just got pushed into the deep end and just had to learn how to swim. And you know what I mean, nigga like me learn how to do the backstroke and all kinds of breaststroke and all that type of shit. Pardon me off of that album. Uh, and I, and I'm, you know, I'm thankful that I was uh, put under that kind of pressure because, you know, sometimes you need pressure to rise to certain occasions and shit. So, yeah, everything happens for a reason. Westchester in the house. Yes, sir. Um, somebody said the album should be reissued with all the remixes. Well, they definitely are reissuing all of this shit right now. They got wax that they're reissuing, all of that type of shit right now. Um, Tommy Boy Records, check it out. But uh, all right, y'all, I gotta I gotta make some runs and shit. So uh, thank y'all for coming through once again. Um, thirty years, god damn, that's a long fucking time, huh? But we still here. We still doing what we do. Um, and I love y'all. Thank y'all. Lord Jamal, I'm out. Peace. Peace.